It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The International Olympic Committee has the honor of announcing that the 21st Olympic Winter Games in 2010 are awarded to the city of Vancouver. Those are some of the sounds 14 years ago when Vancouver welcomed the world. As the uh, Olympic Committee there announced that Vancouver would be hosting the 2010 uh, Olympics. Uh, A lot of positives, of course, came from that. When you think of what we have built uh, in this city, you think of the Richmond Oval, the Canada Line, the Olympic Village. Uh, We were talking earlier today about the Sea to Sky Highway uh, as well. Uh, But it didn't leave long-term uh, impacts on this city, not just the physical infrastructure that we built, but what were some of the downsides of the Olympics? And I think it's an important conversation to have as we've been talking about the FIFA 2026 uh, games coming here with uh, seven games in Vancouver and already questions about what the budget will look like, even though Toronto's budget has now gone up from $300 million to $380 million. And Joining me now to talk a little bit about uh, the 2010 Vancouver Olympics 14 years later uh, is Andy Yan. He's an urban planner, associate professor in urban studies and director of the city program at Simon Fraser University. Andy, thank you for joining us. Good afternoon, Jess. Good afternoon. Uh, Now, I talked about some of the physical infrastructure, and many people would point to that, and although one could argue, hey, that would have had been built anyway, because we need it. Uh, So I'll make some of of those arguments for you right now. But in regards to what you look at, which is, you know, you look at real estate, you look at the city itself, uh, how would you view the 2010 Olympics and its impact on Vancouver? Well, I think it's one of those things that offered, I think, a moment, certainly the merch. But then I think it's like, what's the message? And I think that it's one of those things where you kind of look at all those legacies towards some of the physical legacies. And yet, I think that you you look in forward, it hasn't necessarily, I think, left the kind of economic legacy, perhaps people had hoped, uh, if you will. Uh, household, household incomes really haven't really grown significantly in the region. And I think that it's in, in the hopes of kind of garnering a new global interest in terms of economic development in metropolitan Vancouver and British Columbia, it seems to be a little bit on the flat side. Uh, So you're saying that salaries have been flat uh, and you're attracting more people from outside who want to live here. Uh, So in in your mind, would that be not a net, net, uh, net negative considering where real estate prices are today? Well, I think that it could have been a net positive towards what kind of new economic activities um, that could have, could have been started. I think that it is still one of those, I think, aspects of hosting these mega events. Um, what do they catalyze? I think that, I mean, what you had mentioned, I think, and certainly in terms of the Canada line, in terms of some of the infrastructure investments, I think, you know, really th- that does facilitate, I think, uh, greater economic development. But at the same time, I think that it's also still, I think, a key challenge even after even 14 years, what the economic development legacy of the Olympics was. I mean, you, you point out to Expo 86, you know, the, the, the last major global event we had in the city of Vancouver, I could actually point out how it launched several major 
new architectural firms that really became global leaders. But then this time around, I think the actual legacies, I think, are a little more muted, that I think the way that business was done in setting up 2010 uh, didn't necessarily have the catalytic effect for new firms and new businesses and new industries in Vancouver that in metropolitan Vancouver or British Columbia that we perhaps had hoped for. Hmm. Is it fair to say, would, could one argue that maybe we expect too much from these global uh, events? Um, is, isn't it just to say, look, we're going to hold it here because A, it adds prestige to our city and that should be enough. Yes, we'll try to build some longer-term infrastructure that uh, we can point to. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. this is also about marketing the city on a global stage. Is, is there a benefit there for that? I think that it's probably also more reflecting upon at what stage the city and the province is that, you know, we are certainly a very different city than we were from 1986. Uh, we are definitely a different city in, since 2010. And I think that it's a, it's a question of do these global effects, uh, global events really have the kind of effects uh, we, we, we would like simply because we're different now that I think that, you know, if you, if people don't know the name of Vancouver globally, I mean, they certainly know, know it now through any number of avenues. And I think that that is perhaps something that to understand that, you know, hosting these global events may not necessarily, I think, have the, uh, the, the benefits that you would think simply because we're different now, that mm-hmm. we're at a different stage of who we are as a, as a province. And that these types of events, which perhaps are for these kind of smaller, lesser known uh, cities, perhaps is not something that we perhaps hope we, we might have grown out of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to say then, in regards to having an impact, you've talked about uh, incomes not growing in the region, prices going up, a greater emphasis on housing policy, income policy, those types of deeper policy issues. That's where we should be focusing now, rather than worrying about attracting big name games or events, because that really doesn't move the needle in regards to the quality of life and livability for local people. Right. Well, well, that was the interesting thing was what I wanted to do was also look at, say, you know, the prospects. Remember that I think um, a couple of years back, there was a desire for a Vancouver 2030 bid mm-hmm. and you know, and the promise that that would be, you know, that that would cost about four billion dollars. But a billion dollars would be coming out of taxpayer or it would be would be needing to come from taxpayers that out of that one billion dollars. What you know, what could you get? For that, for say a a Vancouver 2030 games versus a billion dollars spent any other different way. Hmm. Um, the issue of uh, FIFA World Cup seven games here uh, mm-hmm. already were, and this is initial stages. These things come and go, and I get that. But at Toronto's um, budget just went up from 300 million to 380 so far. Uh, mm-hmm. Vancouver's is around 240 to 260 officially, but uh, the government hasn't given us any new numbers, and right. of course, in, inflation is an issue uh, yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> do you? I mean, I know this may not be a fair question, but do you think we're heading in the same direction in regards to cost and? costs going up? I think that it's not only cost and cost going up, but it's actually, I think this is really unfortunate, is governance is actually, I think, the lack of transparency. Um, one has to remember that when it came to the 2010 games, um, the the records, uh, they never went through an auditor general review that the organizing committee was not subject to a freedom of information uh, law. And, and the minutes and the board minutes and the financial files won't be available uh, at the city archives until fall 2025. 
So in that way, we still don't really know what the final financial legacy or the kind of sponsorship and the economic deals were needed to make 2010 happen. And unfortunately, it looks like some of those tactics are being repeated with the FIFA games because you can just see how different the transaction, the, the transparency has been between Toronto, Seattle and Vancouver. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Most cities have given a sense of where the dollars are going to be, what it's going to cost, but we are still struggling with that here in, here in, here in Vegas. Now, having said that, would you want to go to a few games? Are you a soccer fan? Um, I'll, I'll join the bandwagon, you know, so, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll go, go team, go team. But, but, but I think it, it does talk about the moments that bring us together. Yeah. I think that there is that question of what are the things that bring us together as a province and as a country, but then also what's the cost and what are the trade-offs? And I think that this is really a fair discussion in our in our democracy. But then at the same time, we also have to think about investing on ourselves, that it isn't about investing in parties. It's about investing in ourselves and what that investment looks like uh, you know, for, for this generation and future generations to come. Andy, as always, thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure, Chaz.